Are you ready to uncover your retirement solution? Learn more as Jeremy Kyle and his guests guide you along the path of retirement and reveal the five steps you need to take to solve your retirement puzzle. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Retirement Revealed with Jeremy Kyle. Today we're going to be talking about spending money in retirement, which sounds fun, Jeremy, but I don't know. <laughs> Do, does everybody like to spend money in retirement? I think so. I need, you you got to spend something on, on somewhere. Yeah, yeah somewhere. You can't uh, retire and not spend money. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if everything was just free? Once you retire, it's just yeah, free. That'd be great. All-inclusive. All-inclusive retirement. We're on something. Yep. <laughs> if we're thinking we're going to do that, we're definitely on something. Anyway, uh, so where do we start today? Well, uh, we mentioned before our five-step retirement income process, and part of our goal is to help you focus on the most important things first. One of the most important things out there is focusing on the things you can control. And mm -hmm. in general, you can control what you're spending. You can control that need. We use the one word need uh, for um, describing this first step. And it's talking about how much do you need and when do you need it. Uh, that when do you need it part's a little bit related to when are you going to retire. Uh, but we're going to focus on uh, this how much do you need part because it's, it's difficult to figure that out. You read these articles, all kinds of different magazines, newspapers, and just about everyone says you need 70 to 80% of your money in retirement, 70, 80% of your, your income. And I think that's wrong. I think you need 100%. At least you'll want 100% of what you're spending now. Uh, we'll figure out if you can do that. But uh, yeah, you can't just rely on the, um, just on the benchmarks out there. You can't rely on kind of um, just formulas. You got to figure it out for yourself. Well, and that's the, that's the thing. I don't, I don't get that at all. 70 to 80% of what you normally have, that's what you're going to need in retirement. When you retire, it's not like everything's magically paid off at one time. And it's not like you're going to be spending less time idle. You're, you're going to find more ways to spend money. And you have the same bills you did the day before you retired. So I don't know, I don't know how they could say you'd only need 70, 80%. I like your theory a lot better, 100%. Um, but how yeah, does somebody accomplish that? Yeah. How, how does well, somebody accomplish uh, that? First thing you got to figure out is is what is your 100%. Uh, and that's, that's tough to do. A lot of people don't uh, want to go through a budgeting process. Sometimes people do enjoy going through a budgeting process. But a lot of times they just they miss out on some really key items. And it's... Uh, it's not too good to plan on a certain dollar amount when it's incorrect. So we like to figure out uh, what is it that you're spending on yourselves uh, in retirement and add in some other parts of it. Uh, the spending part, the taxes, your health costs, and mm -hmm. anything extra that might uh, be out there. So those are the four categories you start with. You start with what you're spending every month. You got to add up your taxes, add up your health costs, and then take a look at anything that might be added to or taken away at some point in your retirement. Okay, so health costs, uh, pretty straightforward. Those are going to end up going up, right? I would assume. Uh, that, that could. Uh, it really depends on what's going on with your health insurance costs today. Mm -hmm. uh, you could be 60 years old, have uh, company-paid uh, health insurance and be paying nothing, or you could be paying maybe half of the cost there, paying three, four hundred, five hundred bucks a month in your health insurance costs. You could have high deductibles. And then you might retire before you hit 65 and be on a completely different health plan, or maybe you've got a retiree health plan, and then you turn 65, you get Medicare. We think 65 is just about your favorite birthday of all time because you get onto Medicare. You'll mm -hmm. enjoy it when you hit there. Okay. But um, your health costs are going to change over time. It's worthwhile to figure out what are you paying now and what are those likely to be uh, over those different time frames before 65, after 65, or, or the two biggest kind of 
demarcation lines of, of when things might change. Yeah. That, and that makes a lot of sense. I was thinking more of the health, uh, health issues will increase, but maybe not the cost because, you know, like you said, that 65th birthday is pretty big. Um, now, as far as extras, I don't want to derail this completely, but as far as extras, you said some will be extras that come and then some extras go away. Can you give us an idea of what you mean by those before we get into this? Yeah, a couple examples here. Uh, we meet folks all the time and they're talking about how I figured out I need seven grand a month. Let's just say it's seven grand a month in retirement. Mm-hmm. We go through it and re- realize, well, 2000 of this is going towards your mortgage. Your mortgage is going to end. So the day your mortgage ends, you don't need as much uh, to, to put towards that. In, in their case, perhaps they're spending 5500 a month on themselves and 1500 a month towards the mortgage. We don't need to plan that 1500 a month for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. We just need to plan for it for however long the mortgage lasts. Got kind it. of another bonus in a way is your mortgage usually doesn't go up, but whatever it is that you're spending your money on, that'll likely go up over time. So Got mortgage it. is not the worst thing in the world when you hit retirement because it stays flat till it goes away. Mm-hmm. Everything else you're spending on usually goes up in cost and doesn't go away till you do. Yeah, it's nice to have some fixed items uh, because there's a lot of variables. So um, let, let's go through it. You, you said spend was the first category, really. Yeah, that's exactly it. What are you spending uh, every month? And it's it's tough to figure that out. Uh, like we said, a lot of people don't like to put together a budget. A lot of people that do put together a budget forget some of the other stuff. But we think uh, the first place to start, trying to figure out what is it you spend, just take a look at your take-home pay. Right? Whatever's coming in right now while you're working, you're probably spending just about all of it. If you're not spending all of it, you've got a good idea where it's going. Maybe you're taking 500 a month and putting it towards some sort of savings. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't need to save for retirement uh, in retirement. Uh, we've got another um, couple, and they are helping out their kids through college. Right, So they had kids maybe a little bit later on in life, and they're retiring, but they're helping out to the tune of about $1,000 a month towards their kid's college, well, that's going to be done in two years. At least it better be done in two years. Yeah, yeah. So we can back that out of their take-home pay and say, well, you don't need that full amount for the next 30 years. You need less for the next 30 years. And yeah, plan for that 1000 bucks a month you're helping them out with for the next 18 months, two years, whatever it happens to be. Yeah, I like that. So really because it's just kind of breaking apart. Uh-huh, yeah. And again, you're talking, you can identify those fixed items that actually have an end date right? Uh, the, the mortgage is going to end. You, anybody can look up their last payment date. Most of us know it, right? And then yeah, maybe the schooling, absolutely. you know, if they want to do another four years of school, great, but that's on them. So my, my payments mm-hmm. are going to end in, you know, 12 months after, at the, when they graduate. Um, so that's great. So how do you help somebody that has a lot of variables or like you said, they, they've got money coming in, they've got all the money going out every month. They're not necessarily saving. They, they're doing their retirement stuff. Uh, but that's usually through their work or 401k or or whatever. How do you help them track that? Do you have any tools, uh, resources that people can get from you? Yeah, and oftentimes, if you're not doing it now, you, you've been figuring out how your money works the last 40 years by the time you're retirement. If you're not doing it now, you're not necessarily going to start doing it all of a sudden when you hit retirement. Mm-hmm. So we look at it just the big picture. If your take-home pay is 7000 a month, and at the end of the month, you don't have any money left, you're probably spending 7000 a month. And that's the issue a lot of times. People do feel, I got a plan for retirement. I'm meeting with this financial planner. I better put together a budget. They walk in all the time saying, well, I got it figured out. Here's my dollar amount, 4000 a month, all I need. Okay, how much are you making now? 7000 
oh, so you're saving 3000 a month. Oh, no, I got nothing left at the end of the month. Somehow when you're thinking about it and just putting together your budget off the top of your head, you forget a lot of stuff. So yeah. you start there. Here's the take-home pay. And if uh, you're not spending on crazy stuff and you can still afford to live on whatever that take-home pay is in retirement, go ahead. If you spend 40 years not budgeting that detailed, not going to be able to change you for the rest of the your life there. Mm-hmm. And let's just uh, get an accurate picture of what that total amount is. Gotcha. That's smart. Definitely. All right. What's the next step then? Well, the next step is adding in taxes and your health costs. And uh, we find a lot of times there are some folks that have that budget. Uh, they've got it down to the penny because they've been using uh, some different tools that are out there to track that. They, they walk in, they say, I know exactly how much I need every month. And we ask, did you consider taxes in there? No, I don't. Did you consider your health insurance costs in there? I didn't come in there either. That's because your taxes and your health costs usually come out of your paycheck. It doesn't show up into your checking account. It doesn't mm-hmm. hit your QuickBooks or, or whatever budgeting software you're using. So I need to work with a, a good uh, planner that has a way to uh, plan out those taxes uh, with you. Uh, some that's helped others retire that knows what health options there are before you hit 65 knows what the cost might be with Medicare and supplement insurance. And you can put those in uh, based on their expertise. Yeah, that's, that's great. Those are two things I didn't even, didn't even cross my mind. That's right. It comes right out of the paycheck before anything hits your account. And so, uh, and that definitely changes once you retire. Uh, is that a pretty big shock to most of your clients when you, or most of the prospects that talk to you about this? Well, it's just a difference. You're, you're spending your life reading these articles saying you need 70 to 80% or you figured out your budget and you think, oh, I only need five grand a month. I can live on that, right? Okay, well, what about the two or three thousand on top of that for your taxes and your health costs? We better plan for that. Mm. So it's it's knowing this stuff ahead of time. You don't want to wait till April next year to figure it out uh, when you get your first uh, tax bill showing up a little different than what you, what you expected. Gotcha. All right. Are there any other t- tips or tricks with the taxes and health care that we need to talk about? Yeah, that's the the main one is just start with your take-home pay. Uh, Work with someone that's got some level of uh, tax planning software. A good financial planner will have uh, tax planning software that helps you figure out when are those taxes going to change over time because chances are pretty good. They're going to look differently before you take Social Security and after you take Social Security. Before you take something called the required minimum distributions out of your 401ks and IRAs and afterwards. And one thing that most people miss is your taxes will change when you go from the couple, a lot of times there's two people entering retirement, somebody passes away later on, hopefully much later on, and they're going to file as a different tax code. They're going to file as a single individual instead of a married filing joint, and their whole tax situation will change again. So it's worthwhile to have that planned out and understand what that might look like for you. Yeah, and that's that's scary because I, I have spoken with people who their primary retirement, uh, and that's not exactly who we're talking about on this podcast necessarily, but their primary retirement is social security. Uh, and then when one of the spouses die, they lose a good chunk of that social security and the taxes go up because they're now single, which is just, I think it's punishment almost. And I, I, I hate to see that happen, but that's why it's so important to have other streams of income from other types of retirement. Um, nobody mm-hmm. wants to see anybody go through that for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I doubt it was intentional that when you're uh in your mid-80s, that happens most of the time there. You get a lot of times in the mid-80s when the, the husband might pass away. I doubt it was intentional. And they said, let's tax those widows more. 
but that's just the way it works out a lot of times. And yeah. if you're going through your planning in your early 60s, you ought to understand what uh, your decisions might uh, impact that uh, widow, especially that's the, the wives, especially a lot of times, mm-hmm. how it's going to impact them 20, 30 years later. Yeah, that's that's tough. All right, so what is the next topic? The last uh, the last part of it is uh, what's extra. Uh, we mentioned a few things that might go away. You know, perhaps you have a, a mortgage that ends a couple years into retirement. You only have to plan for that outlay for a couple years. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps you're still helping out the, the kids uh, somehow, or maybe there's a, a wedding coming up. You're setting aside some money for the, the kids at the beginning of your retirement. You don't need to do that uh, every single year in retirement. But sometimes you add some extra stuff, right? Maybe if you had this dream to buy a second house, uh, we're out here in Wisconsin, everyone wants an up north cabin. I mean, that's something that you, you do, and you add in this extra expense, you need to plan for that. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, it's the uh, uh, vacations. You, you've spent uh, all this time putting together a, a bucket list, if you want to call it that, and you talk about all the different places you want to go. Well, chances are you might um, spend a little bit more traveling overseas uh, when you're 65 mm-hmm. uh, compared to when you were working. You didn't have that uh, level of vacation to go and do that. But at the same time, you probably won't be doing that as much as you get into your 80s and, and later. Uh, maybe you don't go out to eat as much when there's one of you down the road compared to compared to two of you. So it's not a bad idea to, to plan for that and understand that there's going to be some um, expenses that might be higher the first few years and might go down or perhaps even go away uh, later on in retirement. Yeah, that's that's great. And I know that you and I have talked off off air before about making sure that you're utilizing the money in in good order, in, in a way. Because like you said, and this is going to be true, very true of my wife and I, we just got back from Mexico. And that's the first vacation we've taken in about two years. Uh, we saved up for it a little bit and, and really had an amazing time. We love to travel. So I already know, and we're, we're basically the same age, we're about six months apart. So when we do retire, whatever that is, that's one of the first things we're going to want to do is do some traveling because number one, we have the time. Number two, we won't have all the responsibilities of, you know, kids and grandkids and, and all that, that we're, we're busy with right now. And so that's something we're going to have to a lot for, or plan for, like you said, uh, for those first probably five years, we're going to want to travel while we still have the legs underneath us, you know, the energy to do so. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not opposed to naps. Trust me. I will take a nap anywhere in the world. However, way to go. Yeah. Right. Uh, as long as I can. Uh, but I, I think that, that those first five years are going to be much more expensive for us on that end compared to, you know, like you said, when we're 80 and we're maybe just really enjoying our home and, and having people come to us to visit <laughs> instead of going mm-hmm. everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. How do you have that discussion? How do you find that out from your clients? Kind of, I know that you take them through the process of kind of who they are, what they like and, and their desires. Uh, does that all flush this kind of information out as far as, yes, we're going to buy a, an RV or we're going to buy a yacht or we're going to buy that second home or we're just going to travel and do Airbnb? How do you do that? Yeah, it all fits into it. Uh, we started earlier talking about how uh, the, the journal articles and the uh, newspapers, the magazines will talk about you need less in retirement. Now we're talking you might need even more. Oh, yeah. You, you might need more the day you retire, uh, especially those first couple of years you're you're taking care of all the renovations at home, all the travel you've got saved up uh, in a way. Uh, and that's part of it. It's just um, getting an idea of what do you normally do for your travel? Uh, what do you normally do with uh, different uh, costs that might be out there with home renovations or 
or things along those lines. And let's talk through when things might uh, uh, start coming up. We've got a great tool uh, called Return on Life, and it uh, helps us put together uh, what's called a lifeline. Hmm. And it's going through saying, well, you've got kids. Uh, are they married yet? And you have you made a commitment to uh, put money aside to them for their wedding? What do your travel plans look like? Are you planning on a big 40th anniversary uh, wedding trip? Uh, it, it helps us plan for the things that might be uh, coming up. That's great. Now, and do you do that with every client? That's uh, we, we certainly try to. Uh, yeah, we, we get close to 100%, but uh, that's the intent. Is uh, Part of the process is figuring out uh, that lifeline of uh, when, are, uh, when are these big life transitions going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and how are people, your, your clients specifically, how receptive are they to the um, kind of having that discussion of, Let's let's be honest about the years that you have after retirement. The beginning years, you're going to mm-hmm. probably want to go a little bit more because that's you're going to be still able-bodied. Um, not that an 80-year-old isn't. My dad just turned 80 this last month, and he's still going strong. Um, but I don't think the desire for him is is there anymore so much to travel and go someplace else. He doesn't like to be in a car that long. He doesn't want to be on a plane stuck with a bunch of people. Maybe it's just grumpy. I don't know, <laughs> but it's it's different, right? Um, how are they receiving these conversations and are they able to kind of conceptualize what it looks like in 20 years? You know, if they're talking to you at 45. Yeah. Well, they've seen that you take a look 20 years ahead and pretty much what your parents are doing right now or what you might be doing 20, 25 years from now. So they have a, a good concept of what their, their, um, activity level might be, the, their interest level uh, might be. And it's a lot of fun to plan out some of the things that you'll be doing, especially at the, the beginning and, it feels better to know you've got a plan for it, that you've got some money set aside that you can mm-hmm. afford uh, to do that. So a lot of people look at it and say, man, how am I going to do this uh, year in and year out? Well, you're not. Uh, that, that wasn't your plan. Uh, yeah. You might spend extra for a few years, so just plug in that extra for a few years and understand that you'll have enough later on. We like to say spend enough so that you have fun when you're young, uh, but have enough later on when you need it. And it's just that balance between uh, the two. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Another thing, Eric, we want to take a look at is your longevity. It's fun to think about how much money you might need when you retire. It's fun to think Mm -hmm. about if you retire early, when that retirement might start. But uh, a lot of times it's something you don't want to discuss. You don't want to really think about when your retirement going to end. And uh, you got to plan for that. You got to plan for it. And the unfortunate thing is a lot of people... uh, underestimates how long that longevity might be. Don't quite know why it is, but we see studies all the time where you ask folks, uh, how long might you live? Uh, what's your life expectancy? And uh, if you average out men and females, um, they their average life expectancy is about 85. And mm. that's the average life expectancy of a 65-year-old. Right? If you made it to 65, you're retiring. You've already beat some of the odds. So a lot of times people think they're passing on closer to 80, because uh, they see that in the news. And that's talking about people on average uh, that are being born today. It's not talking about somebody that's already made it uh, made it through quite a bit. If you made mm. it to 65, you got a better chance of making it to, to 85. And that's the average. So a lot of times people are thinking, I might retire about 65, pass on at 80. I only have 15 years I got to plan for in my retirement. Yeah, uh, That's not the averages. The averages, if you made it there, you're probably making it to 85. And what's interesting is if you're a couple harder for two people to go than one. So oftentimes that couple is going to make it into their 90s. Uh, maybe not both of you, probably not both of you, but one of you 
uh, on average going to make it to, to 90. So we got to figure out uh, what's your longevity might, uh, what's it might look like. And uh, we got a few tools that helps us figure that out. And we can plug that into the, um, the, the planning uh, with you. And again, it's just this big balance of how do you spend enough when you're young, when it's fun to spend the money, compared to having enough later on. So you feel like you have that enough. And it's just a a big balance between the two. But unless you have all the info, unless you have a good idea of what your longevity might be, you might be making some poor choices. Yeah. This is kind of scary. As you were saying that, I was thinking, I was like, um, and the kicker is that medical advances are always going to be medical is always advancing, right? The technology is always advancing. Uh, lifespan is always getting a little longer because of that. And I'm 45, right? So when you say 85, if I make it to 85, that's 40 more years. And that's, mm-hmm. that's okay. We can all think about when that will be. And I can do the, well, that'll be uh 2059, right? But <laughs> let's think of it in reverse. 40 years ago was 1979. How is the how is medical advancements changed from 1979 to today? <laughs> I mean, yeah, huge, that's a big deal. huge yeah. differences in what the mm-hmm. technology has brought us and the different operations that are possible. And uh, I mean, yeah, it's night and day. It's like back then they're still using leeches. So yeah, <laughs> maybe not quite, but still, you know what I'm saying. Uh, well, and a so, lot of people's experience and their thoughts is based on what they've seen their parents go through. Yes, and uh, if your parents are 30 years old, you you've got 30 years of medical advances on top of whatever they had uh, going exactly. on. And you, you think back 30, 40 years ago and just the uh, different lifestyles that were out there. Um, we hear people all the time, well, you know, my dad died at 70, so that's when I'm going to go. Oh, t- tell me about that. Was your dad a smoker? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. He was a smoker. Are you? No? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did, did your dad eat red meat and um, have the three martini lunch every day? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How about you? Oh, no. 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 Okay. So your lifestyle's better. Uh, health-wise, and you got 30 years of medical advances, you're, you're not locked in um, as far as when you might uh, pass away. I haven't seen your death certificate yet. Uh, so we uh, we need to go with a little bit of uh, what reality right, might be. And in general, reality is people live longer than they expect. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, my dad smoked and he had, uh, had a glass of uh, uh, some sort of drink about every evening. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to live to 140, apparently, because <laughs> this guy's hey, still ticking at 80. <laughs> great for you. Oh, well, yeah, I got to do some planning. Uh, Exactly. All right. So what else do we need to cover today? Oh, we we really just want people to focus on controlling the things they can control. Mm -hmm. A lot of people approach retirement and are thinking, what about this stock? What about the inflation rates? Still haven't met anyone that controls inflation or controls the stock market. But uh, we start with your spending because that is the biggest thing you can uh, control. You can control uh, where you live, you can control where you vacation, uh, what restaurants you go to, uh, you can control how much you spend. Uh, so the first step is uh, figuring out what it looks like now. What does your actual spending look like right now? The uh, next step is let's see if that's sustainable in retirement. If you can keep on spending that amount in retirement, you'll probably love that. Who wouldn't want to have the same amount of money uh, as they do today, but without having to go to their job uh, to get that? Yeah. That'd be a, a great thing. And if you can't, if you can't get there, then it's far better to figure that out ahead of time, figure that out before you retire. And then we can walk through together what needs to change uh, anything, if anything does need to change. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, that's the nice thing is that it gives people hope. I think that, um, 
you know, as long as I can see and know what I'm going to need, what I'm going to want to do, if, if those things don't fit together, what do I need to change to make that happen? Or what do I mm-hmm. need to pull back on to make sure that I'm safe and, you know, my longevity doesn't become an issue and, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. You'll feel better about it when you have a plan. Yeah. And that's, I, I don't, it, I've said this a million times. If I could pay a certain amount of money to get a good eight or nine hour a night sleep right now, I would pay mm-hmm. it. I would pay it. And that's, that's kind of what you're doing is you're taking the time to make that plan, get a little more disciplined so that you know that your retirement's going to be secure. What a huge peace of mind and a huge amount of stress off of you. That's fantastic. Yeah. Worth every penny. Absolutely. Yeah. Another thing you can control beyond your spending is when you do retire, a lot of people uh, feel like they have to retire at a certain age. Okay, my uh, my parents retired at 60, so that's when I'm going to retire. Or full retirement age is 65 or 67, whatever that number is. So that's when I have to retire. Uh, no, you don't. You get to retire uh, when you want to retire mm-hmm. and when you've learned that you have enough money to retire. So we run into clients before. I've got uh, one I'm thinking of right now, and that's, he still talks about it, where we first met him, and they planned on retiring at 65, and we asked if you could retire before then, would you want to? Well, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to retire today, right? That's the yeah. beyond 65, the second best choice is today, right? That's what mm-hmm. you hear a lot of times. <laughs> and we, we went through the plan with them and said, you, you, you can retire if you want to, right? Uh, based on what you saved up, based on what you're spending and all the steps here, if you wanted to retire today, you could go ahead and do it. And that's what they did. They they thought they had to keep working until 65 because they, they had to get to that age for Medicare. They had a retiree health plan. You didn't have to wait till 65. Everyone's got different circumstances, but uh, you got to look through what your options are. And sometimes uh, retiring early is possible. Well, and that's, I think a lot of people just don't understand what to look for. And that's why you're so crucial because you're saying he had a retirement health plan. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, does yeah, that come from that, his work? Yeah. I mean, for him coming from work, he could, uh, he met the the, the rules, you can retire at uh, a certain age and they would help you out with the health insurance through age 65. So you didn't have to wait to a certain age. Uh, other yeah, times, that's great. Uh, yeah, other times you find triggers that aren't necessarily your your age. If you're thinking, I, I got to re- hit 65 to retire or hit 67 to retire, whatever that, that number might be for you. Maybe it's not your age that's a trigger. Maybe it's something else. Um, I'm thinking of a, another client right now and they've, they're saying we want to retire at 65, but they've got this mortgage that uh, is costing them a good amount of money every month. And when we ran the numbers, we said, it's not your age, it's it's your mortgage, right? If you can get your mortgage paid off by 63, or if it doesn't take till 67, like that's your big trigger, right? Let's focus mm-hmm. on not mm-hmm. an age, let's focus on something else that might trigger your retirement date. And for them, it was getting their, getting their house paid off. Yeah. So, I mean, then you can kind of make a plan, look at a, again, not getting too critical about budgets, but be able to say, okay, so you're spending this here, this here, this here, this here. What if you were to take some of these, scale back a little bit, put an extra payment or two in the next six months to a year on the house so you could pay it off sooner, and then there's your triggering event, right? That's what you're talking about. That's yeah. great. And they're, they're, they're charged up. They, they're excited about it. They are, uh, because they're motivated to, to get that house paid off, they're, they're doing the things they need to do to, to get there. And they'll probably get there before they expected because of that. Cause they've got a, a plan that's based on uh, paying down their mortgage compared to, well, we just have to hit this arbitrary age that uh, they think the government maybe came up with, or they've just heard is a magical retirement age. Mm-hmm. Now for them, it's something different. Fantastic. All right. Anything else we need to cover today? I think that's about it. We've, we've got, uh, got, uh, 
all put together there. Tell you one thing, I've heard this a few times, is that the act of retiring is a lot of work. It's not mm-hmm. easy. At least if you do it right, there's a lot of things to go through. And unfortunately, we see people all the time looking at things that they can't control. And our encouragement is, is go ahead, control the things you can control. Start planning out ahead of time uh, what your retirement might look like as far as income, what your retirement ages might be when you might retire. And uh, certainly put together some different options so you have an idea Okay, if I retire earlier, here's what my income is. If I retire later, here's what my income is. Maybe there's a different trigger out there. Maybe it's paying down your mortgage or or paying off uh, the student loan debt. A lot of times people have some uh, student loans from uh, going back to school or their kids, uh, whatever it might be. But uh, go ahead, plan for that kind of stuff, uh, and you're going to be a lot more confident going into your retirement. You're going to have a, a lot better picture of what that ideal retirement looks like for you guys. Yeah, Absolutely. And I know we didn't cover it today. I'm hoping that you will uh, talk about it on a future podcast, which I know you will because you're brilliant and you've got these strategies in your back pocket. Uh, But a lot of people think, okay, I hit this retirement, I do this, and then I get to take Social Security at this age. That's when I take it. The longer you wait to take Social Security, the more money you get from Social Security. And a lot of people don't know that you can put off taking Social Security for a a couple years, from my understanding, a few years. Uh, So I'd love to talk about that on a future podcast with you. Yeah, I think that's scheduled for our next one is talking about how much money you might be making in retirement. When you hit retirement, you stop working. doesn't mean you stop making money. You're still making money from Social Security and pensions, and you get that choice. Again, something you can control. You can decide when you take those Social Securities, when you take those uh, pensions. That's the next thing to take a look at. All right. I'm looking forward to it. That'll be a fun podcast. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast with Jeremy Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Jeremy comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Thanks again for listening today. For everyone at Kyle Financial Partners, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. Content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.